overflow with the Spirit. How to overflow with the Holy Spirit. How to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, what must I do to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, and I want to emphasize on something here. Most of the times when we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, we talk about somebody with the Holy Spirit. What comes into our minds is somebody with the gifts of the Spirit. Now, we have to make sure we distinguish the place of the gifts of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. Now, I have met spiritual babies with the gifts of the Spirit. And they were never filled with the, the Holy Spirit. They have the gifts all right, but the infilling of the Spirit was less in their lives. In other words, they could not manifest the fruits of the Spirit. You know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness, and all of that. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. And those are what determines how you are filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So, filled with the Spirit of God, that's the title, or overflow with the Spirit. Overflow with the Spirit, that is the title. But for this particular teaching today, we are going to focus on speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves. Now, this title is so strange. The title of this message is so strange. But I want you to pay attention carefully. There are things in this in scriptures that will give you a correct understanding how the new man ought to operate. Praise the Lord. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation and all things have passed away. So the man that is created new, there is a principle that man must live by. There is a way for that man to live. And if we don't come to understanding the way this man should live, then we are going to be frustrated. The Christian life is the life of the Spirit. That's the first thing I want you to know concerning this series. So please write this down as a comment. The Christian life is the life of the Spirit. The Christian life is the life of the spirit one more time the christian life is the life of the spirit so it is so important for us to understand these fundamentals that the christian life is the life of the spirit so if the spirit is no longer given the first place in our lives if we don't come to a point where the spirit man is the one leading then we are going to walk in the flesh. And now let me say this. You cannot be in between. You are either walking in your spirit. Now let me say this. When the scripture says walk in the spirit, he's not talking about walking in the Holy Spirit. He's talking about your spirit man. He's talking about allowing your spirit man to rule you. Allowing your spirit man to dominate you. That, and this is so vital and this is so important. Hallelujah. So you are either walking in your spirit or you are walking in your flesh. Can you put that down as a comment? As a Christian, you are either walking in your spirit or you are walking in your flesh. Praise the Lord. 
And we are told in John 6, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, he said, they are spirit and they are life. He said, the flesh profited nothing. So you cannot profit as a Christian walking in your flesh. Let me repeat it again. You cannot profit as a Christian walking in your flesh. In other words, when you walk according to the dictates of your flesh, you cannot profit. You cannot be blessed. You can receive profit by walking in your flesh. This is so vital. Look, this is so important. So you are, as a Christian, you are either walking in your spirit man or you are walking in your flesh. And the flesh will never bring you profit. That is why so many Christians have come to a point where they think that everything depends on God. No, everything does not depend on God. Everything depends on your spirit man. Everything depends on what? On your spirit man. Able to, you know, to walk in the ways of God. Able to link with the spirit of God and walk in the ways of God. Hallelujah. Thank you once again, each and every one of you joining us. As you stay with us, I believe so strongly, God is going to open your understanding and you are going to be a blessing to your generation. You are going to see the reality of the word of God and God will use you mightily. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So understand that you are a new creation. You are a new person. The moment you made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you became a brand new person. And this person that you became has a way of life that you have to live by or this man have to live by. And that is what we are going to be looking at in this series. How the new you must live. How the new you must function. You know, for example, let me say this. If three baby, babies were born today, and if one, one baby was born in America, one born in Ghana, one born in somewhere else, let's say in, in London. If the one who was born in London, to the, if, if, if the parents of the one born in London, if that baby were to be taken to Ghana, the baby would grow up and behave and speak like a Ghanaian, even though the parents are from London. The same thing. If a baby was born in Ghana and this baby was brought to America just as infant stage, let's say the, day the baby was born two days, three days time or a week time, the baby is brought to America. This baby will grow and behave exactly as an American. Everything about this baby will be pure American person, even though the baby was born in, where? in Ghana, even though her parents were our what? Ghanaians. You see, in the realm of the spirit, in the kingdom of God, listen carefully, in the kingdom of God, the scripture says that if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation, all things are passed away, everything has become new. The reason, no matter where you are coming from, no matter whether you are you, you gave your life to Christ, in Africa, in Europe, in America, it doesn't matter where you gave your life to Christ. 
you have the capability, you have the capacity to walk as a spiritual man, to live as a spiritual man, to live the life of Christ. Now, I want to say this one more time. You have the capacity to live the life of Christ. You have the capacity to live like Christ, to behave like Christ, to do things like Christ, for everyone to see Christ in you. Hallelujah. So, don't think that because you were not born again in a certain place, then it is just good. No, wherever you gave your life to Christ, that place where you gave your life to Christ, if you will listen to the word of God, grow in the word of God, you will live a spirit-filled life. It is not like the natural life where if you are brought up in a certain environment, you will adapt to that environment. This is spiritual matters. And your location, your geography would not determine how you live. It is a personal choice when you choose to obey the word of God and live by the word of God and allow the word of God to dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Then you will live the life of Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright. Now let me show you something real quick in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 1 to 2. There's a mystery in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and I want to advise that after this broadcast, just take time. It don't take you maybe 4 minutes or 5 minutes. Take time and read the whole of Deuteronomy 6. Take time and do what? And read the whole of Deuteronomy 6. Now, before we go there, let's go there and I'll still be saying something but and I'll point it out to you. When you are reading Deuteronomy chapter 6, you will hear the Lord say that they will build they will receive houses that they do not build or the blessings that they didn't labor for and the lord went on to say this that they should be careful not to forget not to forget glory to god all right not to forget the lord their god and i want to show you why it will be easy for them to forget so let's go to the tournament 6 verse 1 to 12. the tournament 6 verse 1 to 12. He said, now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgment which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess. Verse 2, verse 2, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I commanded thou and thy son and thy son's son, sons all the days of their life and that thy days may be prolonged. He said that when they obey his status, they do everything that he commanded them to do. He said their days will be prolonged. Hear therefore Israel and Joseph to do this, that it may be well with thee, that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God our fathers has promised thee, in the land that flowed with milk and honey. So if they, were, if they obey God and they do the commandments of God, their days will increase, God will bless them, mightily verse four, uh, four here oh he said here oh israel the lord your god is one lord and thou shalt love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and this words which i commanded this day shall be in thy heart now underline the verse six and this words that i commanded this day shall be in the heart now you will notice that in the old testament they were not born again. 
they were not born again. Now, in the New Testament, when the word heart is used, it's referring to your spirit. It's referring to what? To your spirit man. So here, the Lord was telling them that the words that he has spoken to them will remain in their heart, will be in their heart, will be in their heart. It will be in their heart. Underline that statement. Very important. And then verse 7, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sitteth in the house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou lies down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a signpost upon thy hand, and, and, and they shall be a frontlet between thy eyes. A frontlet between, so you will get some, you will write the words and hang it you know, hang it on your neck like a necklace, like a chain. But those are the are words. So that at every point you take them like this and you read them, you look at them. So God commanded them that the word will not depart from their eyes. You know, it, they will teach the word, they will keep looking at the word. So you will notice that he said when they walk at the wayside, they will talk of the word. Listen carefully. When they walk at the wayside, they will do what? They will talk of the word. Praise the Lord. All right. How were they going to talk about the word? Because they have written the word and hung it on their neck. So as they are going, there is something upon their chest. The word is upon their chest. And then at every point, when it comes to their minds, they just take the word and they read it. And they read it. Now, they were to do that whilst they are walking at the wayside. They were to do that when they were in the city. They were to do that when they rise up. They were to do that when they go to bed. When they wake up in the morning, they were to do that. The word was not supposed to depart from their eyes. Now, just imagine, in our days, let me say this, in our days, who are the people and this answer will shock some of you. And if you were if we were in a room and I asked you this question, I know most of you will get it wrong. If I if I was to ask you this question, if we were looking at it, if we're in the same building, and I ask you, who are the people that will be speaking to themselves or that are speaking to themselves right now? At the wayside, when they come home, when they wake up. You know, it's like every time something they are just talking to themselves. What would be your answer? What would be your answer? Who are the people speaking to themselves in our days? Hallelujah. You see, in our days, we call these people abnormal people. Either we say they have some type of diseases called um, some mental issues. Uh, other you know, they are suffering from some kind of diseases. Or probably, we might use the word, they are mentally challenged. Or, back when you said madman. You see, the people that talk to themselves continuously, unconsciously, are the people who have issues with their mind. So they are constantly talking. They are not, they are not 
they, they don't line up with the the ordinary man. It's, they are constantly saying something. Constantly saying something. Something is constantly coming out of their mouth. They are constant, either they are repeating the same words or they are saying different things. But you notice that their mouths are constantly talking. Their mouths are constantly talking. You see, they, they enter into a stage of consciousness and unconsciousness. A state of unconsciousness. But it has become consciousness to them. They are conscious of that state, that state, but to us it's unconsciousness, and then they are constantly saying, repeating the same thing, repeating the same thing, repeating the same thing, repeat. So that makes them not to be able to function in 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 our level. It makes them not to be able to, what, to function in our level. Why am I giving this example? I want you to see the mystery of this kingdom. I want you to see the mystery of this kingdom. You come to a point in this kingdom where unconsciously the word of God begins to flow out of your mouth constantly on a constant basis. It is not something, it's not something you, you, you try to control it. It just flows out of you. It flows out of you. See, in this commandment that God gave to the children of Israel, he said you would teach your children these status, these laws. These commandments that I gave you in your house, and that when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, you see that when you lie down, when you rise up, the word will be in your mouth. So a time was coming in the life of the children of Israel, unconsciously at the wayside, they'll be talking to themselves. They'll be talking to themselves. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. The word will constantly be coming out of their mouths. So if they, were, they will do it to the point where unconsciously that will become a default lifestyle in their lives. It will become what? A default lifestyle. In their lives, I'm telling you, this is so vital. This is so important. Now, we are talking about overflow with the spirit or how to be filled with the spirit. But let me tell you this. This is one reason that your faith will be so potent and will, will, will produce results. When you are filled with the spirit, your faith will be so potent and it will produce results. Hallelujah. So unconsciously, the children of Israel will come to a point in their lives that they will be speaking the word of God whilst they were in the city, at the wayside, when they were in their house, when they lie down, when they wake up. Unconsciously, that will become a default lifestyle for them. It will become a what? A default lifestyle for them. They will not operate like the normal people operate. And let, let me say this. That's the reason why a lot of people hate the Jewish people. You see that they are still holding on. The Jewish people are still holding on to this tradition. Have you noticed that? So it becomes difficult for them to mingle with others. So you see that wherever they find themselves, they always try to separate themselves because of the way they live. 
People look at the way they live and they think it is strange. It is strange. So they are not able to mingle with other. If you look at the traditional Jewish people, they cannot mingle with ordinary people, except those who were born in other, you know, Western world, Europe, and then they, they started to not follow their tradition. Those who are following the Jewish tradition, you watch them. You always hear this word, the Jewish community. You see, they have a particular place where they will all stay to behave that way. They have a particular place they will all stay to keep that tradition. But those who have left the law, those who are no longer into rage, they don't behave that way. But those traditional Jewish people, you will notice that it's very common with them. You see some of them, when they are they come to a point and then they'll be shaking their heads like this with their hands like this. They'll go to the wailing wall, you know, and they, you see their hands and them. This is a default state they've entered into by the commandment that was given to them. Praise the Lord. Now, now let me say this. But have you noticed that naturally, the natural Israelites, Jewish people, are more blessed than the rest of the the, the 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 people they have won Nobel Peace Prize than more than any other race. They have more billionaires than any other race. Their achievers, their 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 record setters, pace setters, they do in I mean whatever they've any in industry that these people found themselves, they take over. It's because of this practice. Because of what this practice speaking the word. Now, let, let me tell you something. One of the things that they say uncontrollably is found in Numbers 11. Let's go to Numbers 11. Let me show you this. We, we are laying the foundation, but I, I believe you are getting the picture clearly. Let's go to Numbers. Is it Numbers 11 or Numbers 6? When you go to Numbers, we'll find it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Numbers 6. Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6 verse 22 to 27. Look at what the word of God says. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give you his peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Now, it is commonly reported that in the Jewish community, every Friday, they will all gather, they will all, they will all gather together and, and have a feast. And after the feast, the, the, the head of the house, the father of the house, or whoever is the leader of the house, will pronounce these words upon each one of them, upon the children. It is a common practice among them. This voice is constantly coming out of their mouths. They are constantly speaking this word. All the Jewish people are still following the law of Moses. This, these verses, they don't play with it. It is constant. It is constant. They are speaking it to themselves. They are speaking it to their children. They are speaking it to their families. They are speaking it to their household. It is constant. They are constantly speaking it. And you look at the blessings that these people are enjoying. A small minority, 
But yet they control the wealth of this earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, the Lord bless you and keep you. He said, this is how you will say. So, so when they meet themselves, you see the Jewish one, they meet themselves, the weather comes out of their mouth, shalom, 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 peace, peace, peace. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a commandment that was given to them. They, they will speak peace continuously. They will speak it peace. You know the word peace in the, in the Old Testament, what it means? It means health. It means prosperity. It means welfare. It means wholeness. Complete wholeness. Peace. So they speak these words continuously. They say it. So that, that is why they look strange. That is why the children of Israel, naturally, they look strange. Especially those who are still practicing the law of Moses. They look strange. To those of us, to the other uh, uh, people. So that's why wherever they find it, they try to separate themselves so that they do these practices without being ridiculed, without being mocked, without being looked weird. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God for the New Testament. Thank God for the New Testament. Hallelujah. Shalom, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. And now, now look at this. Do you notice that when Jesus ministered here on earth, one of the words <laughs> that was so frequent in the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ was peace. Where he saw demonic forces, demon possessed, he said, Peace. He said, Hold your peace. Peace be still. Look at Mark, Mark chapter 4. When he was in the ship. And then the wind rose. The winds was boisterous. Look at, I mean, they, they were sinking. The disciples became afraid and called unto him. He said, Master, don't you care that we are about to sink? We are about to perish? He woke up. The first word that came out of his, his mouth was what? Peace be still. Did you notice that? He said, peace be still. Peace be still. The word peace was so frequent in the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the word peace also means that nothing broken, nothing missing. Completeness. Completeness. Original. No alteration. No what? No alteration. Original. Hallelujah. So, so when the Jewish people say peace, all they are saying is that they are still maintaining their originality of God. The fullness of his blessings. He said, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his completeness. Hallelujah. Remember what the book of Colossians says, ye are complete. In him, Colossians 2.10, who is the head of all principality and power. Hallelujah. You can cross-check that. Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Peace. Peace. Ye are complete. Colossians 2.10. You are complete in him. In who? 
in Christ Jesus, that is peace. You are complete in Christ Jesus. That is what? Peace. The children of Israel, even though they are, some of them have refused to receive Jesus and their Lord and Savior, they are still waiting for their Messiah to come. But this is a vital secret that these people are possessing. Even though they are still under the law of Moses, yet they are still blessed. They are still blessed. In fact, these people are still blessed more than those of us in the new covenant under grace. He said, we should experience more blessings more than them. But we do understand how the system works. We do understand how the system works. Speaking to yourselves. He said, you will speak the word when you are at the roadside. You will speak the word when you are in the city. You will speak the word when you are in your house. You will speak your word when you are about to lie down. You will speak the word when you wake up. Praise the Lord. You know the word they chose to speak? Peace, shalom. Peace, peace, shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing. And you will see Jesus in his earthly ministry, he spoke the word peace more often. Peace be still. When the demons, when he met the, the, the madman in the garden of uh, Gadarene uh, or something like that, you know what Jesus told them? You know the word that came. He said, when they say, Oh, we know you, you that son of that son of the most high, have you come to destroy us before I say he repeated and said, Hold your peace. Hold what hold your peace. He introduced peace. Now, what about when Jesus rose from the grave? When Jesus rose from the grave, you know the word he he always used when he met the, the disciples, when he appeared to the disciples, the disciples were in the room. Every door was shut, every door locked for the fear of the Jewish people. They locked the doors. But guess who stood in their midst? Jesus stood in their midst and he said, Peace unto you. Peace. 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 Every time he appeared to his disciples, when he rose from the dead, his, the first word that came out of his mouth was peace. It was a default mode of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was a what? A default mode. A default mode. The word peace was in his heart continuously. That it became his natural language. Peace be still. Hold your peace. The most fierce spiritual battles the Lord Jesus faced him on earth. The word that came out of his mouth was peace. Peace. Therefore, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I speak peace to every one of you right now. Peace in your mind, peace in your soul, peace in your spirit, peace in your body, peace in your home, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So now, in the New Testament, so let's let's go back to Deuteronomy 6, and then we'll move on to the next. Deuteronomy 6. Hallelujah. Let, let me show you something so, so powerful. Deuteronomy 6, verse 8. 
He said, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and thou shalt, and they shall be a frontlet between thy eyes. So apart from speaking, they were to continue also look into the word. They were to look into the word continuously. They were to do what? They were to look into the word continuously. Watch this verse 10. Verse 9. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. So the post of the house, the front door, your the main gate, their doors, room doors, everywhere the word was to be written. Everywhere they were to the word was to be written. Now, this 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 is old testament practices, but I believe it can benefit us tremendously that you have scriptures written all over your place, your house. Maybe your wall, you have a frame of scripture put there. You frame another scripture, you put it on the fridge. You frame another scripture, you put it on your main door. And these scriptures, are, you are constantly looking at them and you are constantly speaking them. Looking at them and speaking. Looking at them and speaking. Let me tell you, the being doers of the word of God simply means you are speaking and looking into the word. It simply means you are what? You are speaking and looking into the word. You are speaking and looking into the word. Praise the Lord. And that is one sign. In fact, it is the first sign that you are filled with the spirit. It is the first sign. Speaking the word of God. Looking into the word of God on a constant basis is the first Proof that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are filled with the Spirit. Praise the Lord. But, but being baptized with the Holy Spirit is different from being filled with the Spirit. Praise the Lord. All right. Verse 10. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, unto us, unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, to give, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. That is favor. That and it shall be when the Lord. So when they spoke the word continuously. Outside and inside, God will give them cities that they did not build. God will do what? God will give them cities that they did not build. He said, goodly cities. He will give them great and goodly cities, which they have not built. Verse 11, and houses full of good things. And houses full of what? Good things. So, blessings in the kingdom of God is traceable to you overflowing with the Spirit. You being filled with the Spirit. By speaking the word of God and looking into the word of God. Looking into scripture, speaking scriptures, talking to yourself, speaking. It, 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 that becoming your default mode. Can, can you convince a madman that what he's saying is not the truth? 
is not real. You cannot convince them because that is their default mode. So in their state, whatever state they are, to them it is real. That's why I brought that example to you. Whatever state these people are, to them it is what it is real. Nothing can change it. So that is why we believers must come to that point. That's what Paul said in Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Or I am not ashamed of the word of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, I believe the reason Paul used the word ashamed has to do with speaking the word outside Speaking the word at his workplace, speaking the word in his in the car, speaking the word on the highway, speaking the word when he's with his friends, when he visits his friends, wherever he was, he was going to be speaking the word continuously. And people were going to look at him and say, This guy is crazy, he is mad, he is not normal, something is wrong with him. How come that he's always saying something? He's always saying something. Even when he's out there, he's, he's with people, he's with businessmen, he's with politicians, he's with presidents, he's with kings, he's with all kinds of dignitaries. And yet he is constantly saying something to himself. This guy is not normal. That is how they saw Paul the apostle. That is how they saw him. And Paul responded, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the word of the Lord. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God for your healing. It is the power of God for your deliverance. It is the power of God for your completeness. It is the power of God for you to have cities that you did not build, houses that you did not build, that your houses will be full of goodly things. It is the power of God that is able to do that. That's what Paul said, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. You see, Paul was in the prison, yet Paul was behaving as a man outside. Did you see that? Paul was in the prison, yet Paul was behaving as a man who was free. He was behaving as a free man, yet he was in the prison. What brought Paul to that point was that Paul entered into the default mode of the word of God by speaking constantly and looking into the word. That is why he was able to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ. The word gospel means the good news of Christ. I am not ashamed for it is the power. Hallelujah. It is what? The power. It is the power. It is the power. So this is one of the secrets to manifesting the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. It's a verse 11. And houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells. You see that? Wells. Digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou planted not, where thou shalt have eaten and be full. 
oils, oil fields, vineyards, olive trees. He said, these things will come to you. They will come to you. You, you, will do, you don't need to plant these olive trees. You don't need to plant these vineyards. They will come to you. You will receive them. How? The word of God. Praise the Lord. So do you see the importance of being filled with the word? Do you see the importance of being filled with the word of God? So most of the time, when we, when we say the word, be filled with the spirit, let me tell you, when we say be filled with the spirit, we are simply saying be filled with the word. Be filled with what? Be filled with the word of God. Because we say be filled with the spirit, most people try to manufacture emotional displays. They, they have to be emotional for that. No, no, no. When you are filled with the word of God, when you are filled with the spirit, you will enter a default mode of speaking the word of God to yourself. Please write this as a comment. Please don't, don't let this statement pass by. Write this immediately. When you are filled with the spirit of God, you will enter into a default mode of speaking the word of God to yourselves. Speaking the word of God when you are out there, when you are at the roadside, when you are in the city, at the, the byways, highways, public places, at your workplaces, in your house, when you are about to sleep, when you wake up, you will constantly be speaking the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you are filled with the Spirit of God, you will be speaking. You will enter into the default mode of speaking the Word of God. In the city, in your home, when you're about to sleep, when you wake up at your workplace, no matter where you are, you will be speaking. You will be speaking. You will be speaking. That is the first sign, the first proof that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 12, it says, Then be, be, beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Now, I want to, to, to dwell here a little bit. He said, beware, beware, beware. Lest thou forget. How do you forget the Lord? How do you forget the Lord? If you read through scriptures, you see so many times the word, do not forget the Lord your God. Remember the Lord your God. Do not forget. Remember the Lord. How do you forget? As a Christian, how do you forget the Lord? You forget the Lord when you step out of the default mode of speaking the word. Hallelujah. You forget the Lord when you do what? When you step out of your default mode of what? Speaking the word of God to yourself. Can you write this as a statement? You, for, you will forget the Lord when you step out of your default mode of speaking the word of God to yourself. Look at what the Lord wanted to say to, to tell them. Verse 13. He said, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. You shall not go after other gods. Now look at it. You shall not go after other gods of the people which are around you. 
You see that? So that is what the Jewish people, when they go into any country, they try to stay in the same locality, the same vicinity, so that they don't copy the lifestyle of others, so that they maintain their default mode of speaking the word. He said, you will not serve other gods. How? You will not serve other gods of the people around you. You will not take their behavior. You will maintain your default mode of behavior. You will maintain your default mode of speaking the word in the city. Your default mode of speaking the word in front of your house, when you are walking at the street, when you are going to grocery store, when you are driving, when you come home with your children, when you are about to go to bed, when you wake up, you will maintain that consistency. Glory to God. You shall not go after other gods. Of the gods of the people around you. The gods of the people around you. The way the other people surrounding you or around you. The way they behave. The way they speak. The way they do things. You shall not do it that way. You shall keep this default mode. Praise the Lord. You shall do what? Keep this default mode. This is how you will not forget the Lord your God. This is how you will maintain a consistent, fervent relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen? This is how you will do what? This is how you will maintain a consistent, fervent relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul was quick by the Holy Ghost to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. We are going to conclude this way. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Praise the Lord. Romans 12. Romans 12. Verse 11. Romans 12, 11. Thank you, Jesus. Let, let me reverstand. It says, Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. It's a fervent in spirit. The only proof of fervency in this in your spirit, the only proof of the fervency of your spirit, is to enter into this default mode of speaking. That is the only proof that you are fervent in spirit. The only proof that you are fervent in the spirit or in your spirit man. The only proof that your spirit man is fervent is what? Speaking the word of God. Verse 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayers. So when you enter into this, this default mode, Prayer becomes a lifestyle. It's not. It's no longer something you are struggling with. 
It is no longer something you are doing what you are struggling with. It's just a lifestyle. It's a fervent in spirit. Your spirit becomes active. Your spirit is boiling. Your spirit is hot. It's not cold. Your spirit is not drowned by events around you. Your spirit is fervent. Your spirit man is fervent. Fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. You see that? Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. So when your spirit enters into this default mode of speaking the word of God, then your service to God becomes an easy task. It's no longer hard. It is no longer difficult. You are no longer being encouraged to do anything. You don't encourage a madman to walk mass and mass and mass doing what he's doing, go around picking the whatever he wants to pick on the floor, eating whatever he wants to, 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 to eat on the floor. You, you, can't, you can't do anything to persuade him not to do that. As long as he remains in that state of mentality, that is what he will keep doing. You see, that is true as a believer. When you enter into the mentality of being fervent in your spirit, serving God becomes natural to you. It becomes what? Natural to you. But you must first enter into that default mode. You have to enter into that default mode. It is not just when you go into church, then you, you pray fervently, you pray, 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 and then when you come back, well, that is it. Your mouth is saying something contrary to what God's word is. You are no longer fervent. You are not in that default mode. So you go back, then you go, you go to church, you behave as if you are fervent, you come back home, it's a different story. That, that you can't win as a Christian with that behavior. And that is also a proof that you are not yet filled with the Spirit. You are still going. When you feel with the Spirit, the, look, to be filled with the Spirit means you are full. When you, when you drink alcohol till you are full, what happens? You start behaving as such. You come under the influence of alcohol. It is the same thing with the word of God. When you are full of the word of God, you are full of the Holy Spirit. When you are full of the word, you will speak it out. You behave the word. You will act the word. You will speak the word. You will sing the word. You will dance the word. You will enter into that default mode that no one can control you. No one can bring you out of it. Why? Because you are under the influence of the word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. This is just the foundation. Tomorrow, um, Next Sunday, we will go to the part two of this message, which is so important. Remember what David said? Is a let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted unto you. David was a man that walked in this default mode. Amen. David was a man who did what? That walked in this default mode. He said, Oh Lord, how I love thy law. They are my meditation all day. Now, most of the time, when we, use, when we say the word meditation, we limit it to thinking. But meditation is also speaking. It's also what? Speaking. 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 
speaking, saying under breath, saying it. Hallelujah. 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 I believe you have been encouraged by this word. What is the objective of these teachings? For you to enter into the default mode of speaking the word of God to yourselves continuously. That's our objectives. That's our objectives. And that is why the, that is what the scripture says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. It comes by hearing. Not hearing somebody preach to you. Hearing you speaking it to yourself. Faith comes as you hear yourself speak the word of God. Faith comes as you hear yourself speak the word of God. You speak the word of God. That's why we are admonished. Say, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. I have never seen somebody making it in this kingdom that has ignored the importance of entering into the default mode of speaking the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you come to a point of this default mode, everything about your life will change. You begin to experience blessings. You begin to experience favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord causes faith to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Hallelujah. In case you are watching this broadcast, you've not made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Or you have turned away from the Lord. You want to rededicate your life unto Christ. This is your opportunity. This is your time. I want you to pray this prayer. Say with me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for me and you rose up from the grave on the third day. Jesus, from today, you are my Lord and Savior. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit, with evidence of speaking in tongues. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. You see, this is the most important prayer point you can ever pray. And if you have prayed this prayer, please leave us a comment. We want to reach out to you and help you grow in your faith. The Lord bless every one of you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I release the peace of God upon you. Peace in your lives. Peace in your homes. In Jesus' precious name. Your going out is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. You are blessed in the city. You are blessed in your homes. You are blessed wherever you find yourselves. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next week as we continue these teachings. In Jesus' precious name. Let's share the goodness together, surely. God's goodness and mercies are flowing us all the days of our lives. And we are dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Say it loud to yourself, surely. God's goodness and mercies are following me all the days of my life. And I am dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless everyone of you. Have, have a blessed week. Remember, speaking 
to yourselves. The word of the Lord is a sign that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to yourselves, the word, the words of Christ is a sign that you are filled with the Spirit of God. Go forth and put this to practice and it will soon become a way of life for you. In Jesus' name, peace, shalom.